Welcome, everybody, and thanks for joining us on episode 34 of Health Talk with Dr. Kell. We are in the middle of a six-part series dedicated to body detoxes and cleanses. In week one, we discussed the differences between a fast, a cleanse, a detox, a flush, and a restore. Last week, we talked about detoxes and cleanses for gut, liver, and gallbladder health. This week, we are talking about detoxes and cleanses for the adrenal glands and kidneys. We'll go deeper into the anatomy and function of the organs, signs and symptoms related to adrenal gland and kidney problems, and what you can do to remedy them. Adrenal glands are getting a lot of attention today because so many people are suffering from adrenal fatigue. We are tired of being tired. The triangular-shaped glands located on top of the kidneys produce a range of hormones that help you regulate your response to stress, your immune system, your metabolism, and your blood pressure. Your stress levels may shoot up if you have kidney stones. Some say they can be as painful as having a baby. I've not had the stones, but I have pushed three kids out, and that pain was intense. Connected to the adrenal glands, the kidneys are bean-shaped organs on either side of your spine, behind your belly and below your ribs. They remove wastes and extra fluid from your body. They are also responsible for maintaining a healthy balance of water, salts, and minerals in your body. Let's jump into today's topic so you can have more energy and feel great. Hey everybody and welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Kell. I'm Nikki Sterner and today we're doing podcast 34 on detoxes and cleanses, adrenal glands and kidneys. And hi Dr. Kell. Hi, Nikki. Before we get started, uh, let's do the quote of the day. All of us light up a room, some when they enter, some when they leave. And that's by Anonymous. So That's a good one, isn't it? And that kind of goes with what we're talking about today, because you think about it when people who are friendly and nice and smiley and happy when they walk in a room, what do they do? Everybody kind of like happy that they're there. But if they're grumpy and and not very happy and they just come in with negative things people are usually happier when they leave right (laughs) so true (laughs) (laughs) well today we're going to talk a little bit about maybe why that is in the fact that some people are grumpy and miserable and negative all the time and why others might be more happy all the time it could have something to do with the function of your adrenal glands and your kidneys and you may not have thought that could be the case. Of course, what we've talked about in the past is also tied to that. Cleaning your system and getting everything to work right. And of course, there's over overlaps in these cleanses we talk about. They help clean out kind of everything in your system. But there are some that are focused specifically for certain organs in the body. And we'll talk about the ones that are specific to the kidneys and adrenal glands today. Right, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the anatomy first of the kidneys and the adrenal glands. Not everybody knows about it. I don't want to get into too much detail and bore everyone because because there's a lot to them and what they do. Uh, but just talk about a few basics. Do you know uh, the kidneys' main function is to filter the blood, um, and they filter minerals uh, mainly. Uh, they clean the blood of waste. Do you know how many quarts of blood you have in your body? No. No. No, I no idea. No. Probably. How tall are you? Five, five. Five, five. So you probably have somewhere in the neighborhood of four, four and a half quarts of blood in your body. Uh, a larger person, you know, can have a, up to six quarts. Uh, I was reading one article said that a five foot woman would typically have about three and a half quarts. Wow. Uh, guess how many quarts the kidneys filter a day? How many times your body cycles that 
that say four to five quarts of, of blood? Um, I'm going to guess six. Six times? How about 30 to 40 times? Oh, <laughs> I was really close. <laughs> the kid, the, uh, your blood cycles through your kidneys roughly 150 to 200 times a day. So it is moving quickly and it gets... It's constantly being filtered and cleaned. Different hormones are being produced by the adrenal glands and the kidneys to uh, affect the sodium and potassium balance and other mineral balances in the body. And th they're so significant that the adrenal glands, if things aren't functioning properly, you can die. And uh, also with the kidneys, of course, you know, kidney dialysis we've all heard of. And, and oh, yeah. just to mention those things, just give people an idea of oh, why uh, you have those kinds of issues. And uh, do you have any questions about the anatomy of, the, of those organs? Yes. Okay, so the kidneys filter the blood. I get that. The adrenal glands, you said, produce hormones? Yes, they produce those hormones like cortisol. We all hear cortisol all the time because everybody's concerned about cortisol and losing weight or gaining weight. Um, mm. Aldosterone is a big one, uh, DHEA and, and uh, other androgenic uh, steroids, epinephrine, norepinephrine, those are all produced by the adrenal glands. Mm. Um, and those all affect the function of how our body works and how the kidneys work. And uh, they affect our uh, blood sugar levels, our sleep cycles, our uh, inflammation, uh, how we process our fats, proteins, and carbohydrates. Uh, the pH of our blood is, is of significance. If it becomes too acidic or too basic, it can cause problems. Uh, so it regulates all those things. So they're very important, very important areas of the body and very important things to consider. They, I didn't realize the kidneys filter the blood. That's a huge job. Yes, huge, 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 huge. Uh, the, the liver plays an important part there too, but the kidneys are the main, the main uh, filter of the blood. Um, mm -hmm. Signs and symptoms of problems, those are big ones. Let's go on to okay. that now. You've heard of kidney stones, right? Yes. Kidney stones, big issue. 15, roughly 10 to 15 percent of people in the country will get kidney stones, and those can, kidney stones can be a, a real problem to us. And those typically are caused by imbalances of minerals going through the kidneys. They get stuck in there, they don't get filtered out properly, and usually that's due to an imbalance of your minerals that you're in, taking in, as well as the way they're being processed by the body. So that could be due to imbalances or dysfunction of the adrenal glands, the kidneys themselves not clearing things properly, and that all builds up in there and starts forming stones. Some stones can be as large as an egg over time. And kidney stones, usually they're small and people end up passing them. Have you ever had to pass a kidney stone? No, I haven't. I, ha have I have been fortunate enough not to have to do that either, but I know people Ooh. that have, and it is an extremely painful event. One of the things they use today uh, is a form of ultrasound to break up the stone sometimes when they get large. Mm. And so sometimes they have to surgically deal with it as well, but it can be a very big problem. And so people need to be aware what to do, how to deal with things like that if they're having uh, signs or symptoms of kidney stones. Signs or symptoms may be uh, pain, pain in the back, pain on the sides of your back is a big one. Uh, bloating, of course, bloating can be caused by many things, but that's one of the signs and symptoms. Uh, fatigue. Where would the bloating be? Bloating tends to be around the belly. Uh, you can even have anterior pain in the gut area, even when you have a kidney stone. So it's not always in the back, but the kidneys are in the back. 
more in the rear part of your abdomen, so that's where you tend to feel it the most, but can be felt in other places. So it's a concern, and, and you want to be aware that if you start feeling these things, uh, to see your doctor or do cleanses. Uh, there are, we're going to talk about that a little bit more after we get through talking about the adrenal glands, but we'll talk more about what you can do to clean your kidneys, clear out those minerals that are building up that uh, cause the stones. Other things that can happen with kidney imbalances or kidney issues, they can, if you start building up those stones, it's already a sign that your hormones are out of balance. And also you can see breakouts in your skin like acne, eczema, rashes can occur from uh, dysfunctioning kidneys. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, there are other things that can cause those problems, so that's why you need to differentiate between kidney dysfunction. I mean, you can have gut dysfunction, liver dysfunction that can cause skin issues as well, so you got to figure out what the cause is, and there may be a combination of causes. That's why some of these cleanses overlap, and when you're benefiting, you're doing a type of cleanse or detox, it can benefit both the gut, the liver, the kidneys, the adrenal glands. But there are specific things you can do uh, and specific types of cleanses and detoxes you can do for given areas uh, or given organs, and so we'll talk about those mm. as well. Let's go into, let's see, rather than do the kidney cleanses, let's let's go to the, do the cleanses last, but adrenal glands. And adrenal glands are a big one. They probably, you know, the kidney stones are probably number one thing you look for when your kidneys are dysfunctioning. That's the one that stands out the most, even though you can tie it into, like we said, uh, skin issues. But, uh, adrenal glands, a big one is adrenal fatigue. And one of the things we didn't talk about in the past, and we, we kind of brought up, uh, we were talking about it previous to starting today, is an emotional detox. We often don't think about, you know, we're always talking about the, the health detox uh, with the foods we eat and, you know, doing the flushes, the fasts and cleanses and things like that by changing up the diet and getting rid of the bad stuff and adding in the good stuff. But we don't really hear much about an emotional detox. We had uh, Dr. Ingrid uh, Fullerton on the show a few episodes ago when she talked about the emotional issues and what you need to do for those things. And uh, when it comes to the adrenal glands, an emotional detox can be number one. Can, mm. Because oftentimes the dysfunction of the adrenal glands can mess up your emotions. Here's another one with a bi-directional relationship that we've talked about before. Constant stress, constant your environmental issues, your, if you've passed through traumatic experiences to the point of having some PTSD symptoms, or you're, you know, we talked about that earlier, the Chinese water torture, where it's little things constantly bombarding you and affecting your stress levels. Those types of things can cause dysfunction of the adrenal glands, and vice versa. Your diet, the things you're eating, and all those things that cause dysfunction of the adrenal glands, toxins and, and those types of things, those in turn can mess up the function of your adrenal glands, which in turn can mess up the way you react to your environment, whether you're reacting negatively or positively, like the thought of the day where you, you're just grumpy and always thinking negatively, or you're the positive up person all the time. The one can affect the other in both directions. Always consider yeah. your emotional health, and an emotional detox can be beneficial. What kind of emotional detoxes do you think you could do? Gosh, I mean, I've done the therapy with Dr. Ingrid, the emotional release technique, but I don't know what else you can do to detox it. I know I've done like things to like calm and meditate and stuff like that. But... You got it. Oh, uh, all okay. those things are beneficial. And other thing is exercise. Exercise. But, oh, yeah. you know, one of the important things, you know, oftentimes when people get into exercise, they think they 
they've got to go crazy and they've got to go hard and fast and and do yeah. intense you know they want to sweat heavy and and go hard that, that's really when it comes to the function of the adrenal glands it's the worst thing you can do you want mm-hmm. to do in fact we've said that previously on on the show that uh, it's important that exercise in fact the best exercise that i now believe is the most healthy for all of us is um, fast walking uh, fast in the sense of three to four miles an hour. You're not overstressing your body, but you're getting that circulation moving. You're actually balancing out your hormone levels better. You're getting the fat burning. Uh, your respiration is more healthy. You're not breathing heavily. You're still in a state where you can, you know, I, I like to use it. Can you talk when you're walking heavy? or walking mm. at that speed. Um, mm-hmm. When you get used to it, sure, first start out walking. If you're trying to walk three to four miles an hour for someone who's not used to it, they might find that they have a little difficulty speaking. But that's kind of the what I tell people the level they should be where they're just kind of there. They, they can have a conversation, but maybe there's a little exertion tied to it. Uh, that way they know they're kind of at that point of uh, respiration and general, all your circulation, everything moving and working as it should in the most healthy way. So that's what I recommend. Just doing that exercise is very good for your emotional health. Other things like yoga, very good. Um, You mentioned that. Things like dancing. I wouldn't do extreme dancing, but dancing is very good for you, you know. uh, That's a very healthy way of getting exercise. But again, you don't want to do extreme dancing. You know, aerobics, I consider extreme. I don't recommend Mm -hmm. aerobics to people. I think it's too hard on the body, hard on the joints too stressful on the adrenal glands or other organs in the body. Yeah. Um, Here's some examples of adrenal fatigue, symptoms you might uh, associate with you experiencing this, because a lot of people don't really know. How do I know if my adrenal glands are not working right? Constant exhaustion, decreased libido, muscle weakness, poor focus, difficulty sleeping, irritability, digestive issues, sugar cravings, and weight gain. Have you ever experienced any of those, Nikki? Can you, can you read the list one more time for me? Sure. Uh, and feel free to jump in if, if I say one that you want to talk about. Constant exhaustion. So temporary exhaustion is typical to people. They just overdo it in the day and they feel really tired and, okay, they go to bed. But constant mm-hmm. exhaustion where you're experiencing it regularly and, and consistently where you're just feeling tired all the time. You wake up tired. Yeah. Decrease libido. Okay. Uh, naturally, when we go to older, that, that tends to decrease. But uh, if, if you're normally a, an active person in that area, and then all of a sudden you just kind of like don't feel like it at all or, or very little, uh, that could be a sign of adrenal fatigue. Mm. Muscle mm-hmm. weakness, uh, if you're normally fairly strong and, and all of a sudden you just feel like you know, you're know you becoming very clumsy, that could be a sign. Mm-hmm. Poor focus. Poor focus, brain fog, you know, we all kind of feel that now and then, but if it's a constant ongoing thing, that could be a sign of your adrenal glands not working well as well. Difficulty sleeping. Sleeping is Mm. such a big issue. We did four podcasts on sleep, so a wide variety and again a bi-directional relationship with the adrenal glands. If you're not sleeping well, it can cause dysfunction of the adrenal glands as well as other organ systems. Dysfunction of the adrenal glands, due to other reasons, may be one of the reasons why you're not sleeping. That's true, because doesn't it like affect your, what is it, your body's circadian rhythms? Yes, yes. When your adrenal glands get off, you want to be awake at night, and then you're like really tired throughout the day, and you can't wake up. 
Yeah, your regular cycle actually follows 25 hours, which kind of messes up when we live a 24-hour day. But uh, the yeah, you're, you produce your body produces different hormones. The adrenal glands they produce the cortisol. It's very complicated with the hormone interaction in your body. And I don't want to get mm-hmm. too complicated in the show because it just tends to bore people. But uh, when you wake up in the morning, your cortisol levels are the highest. Okay. You wake up, you get going, and everything's going on. When time to go to bed, your cortisol levels should be at the lowest, but sometimes it's reversed or uh, hyperactive adrenal glands may be producing too much and that could affect your ability to sleep. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Irritability. Too much cortisol can cause irritability, imbalances in your minerals, imbalances in, uh, I didn't mention earlier, you know, there's signals from the pituitary gland, the hypothalamus, in your brain, send those signals down to the adrenal glands. The adrenal glands then trigger what hormones to produce. The kidneys have a feedback system with the adrenal glands too, so they <laughs> regulate the balance of, of minerals, uh, especially sodium and potassium in the kidneys. Typically, the uh, body is dumping potassium. Uh, lack of potassium, though, you can get muscle cramping. Too much sodium, we all know that's always a big deal in the news. You got too much sodium in your system, so. Uh, adrenal gland dysfunction can cause imbalances of the way your body's ridding itself of sodium, potassium, and other minerals pass through the kidneys, uh, you know, magnesium, calcium, pretty much everything you can think of with the electrolytes. They're all balanced in combination with the functions of the pituitary, the hypothalamus, the adrenal glands, and the kidneys. They all interact, I and mean, that's mm. not all that, that affects those things, but that's a big part. Um, so digestive issues, that's always an issue. I mean, a lot of people have digestive issues. <clears throat> you know, blo- yeah. bloating, uh, heartburn, pain. There's all kinds of things that uh, tell us we're having issues in our gut. Well, a dysfunctioning adrenal gland or the or that system can cause uh, the digestive issues. Um, you know, we often think of pancreas when we talk about things like sugar cravings and issues with imbalances in insulin and diabetes and all that, but dysfunction of the adrenal glands can also increase your sugar cravings, and those are due to imbalances of the hormones as well. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Weight gain, we always hear about, oh, our body's producing too much cortisol, which causes our body to, to store more fat and more belly fat. So that's another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, when you wake up tired, you crave something to get you going, and sugar is often that thing. And that's the worst thing. Uh, bidirectional relationship there with the adrenal glands. Uh, eating poorly also can cause dysfunction of the adrenal glands, along with you know your food intake and the types of foods you're eating. It's so important. Let's talk a little bit now about uh, that. Okay. Here are some things you can do. Types of kidney cleanses and adrenal cleanses you can do, but here are 10 ways to give your adrenal glands some love. Okay. <laughs> Clean up your environment around you, your mental and physical health. What are some of the things, think about it, if you live in a real dirty place in your home or your bedroom, mm-hmm. uh, everything mm-hmm. disorganized, what do you think that does to your adrenal glands? Oh, it stresses you out. Right. It, it causes... You know, there may be those kinds of people that say, I don't care. My place is a mess. Well, you know, maybe you can get to a point to where it just doesn't really matter to you and you're emotionally unaffected by it. But for the majority of people, living in a messy environment causes constant stress on the body. It's a form of mental stress, emotional stress. So that's part of what we're talking about, the emotional detox. This would fall into the emotional detox. Clean up your environment. Keep your house clean. Clean and organize, your bedroom clean and organized, 
Yes, might you stress out thinking, oh, I always got to keep it straightened up. This could be an issue for you too, but the reality of it is walking into an organized environment reduces a person's stress levels. So that's important. Mm -hmm. Uh, Getting more sleep and better sleep is a big one. We've talked about that in the past, so go back to our previous podcast if you're having issues with sleep. Mm -hmm. Eat regular meals throughout the day. A lot of people who skip meals or they'll eat one meal. It's found to be more beneficial for the health of the adrenal glands as well as the rest of the body to eat at least do your three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but it's really even more beneficial to eat smaller portions. Scientifically, you should have your largest meal in the morning. Uh, and then periodically snack throughout the day, but snack with healthy things. You know, eat the fruit, the vegetables, uh, the carrots, the uh, uh, other, you know, oranges and apples, things like that throughout the day. Uh, your last meal of the day, dinner should be healthy. And having the proteins and fats and carbs at dinner time are, are great too, but it shouldn't be a huge meal at dinner time. Mm. You know, of course, depending on the time you eat, the later you eat and the more you eat, in the evening, the harder it is on your body, the more you tend to retain that as, as stored fat instead of burning it up. So if you're someone who's trying to lose weight, you probably already know that eating more in the evening is the worst thing you can do. That's true. And like when I eat less at night, I sleep better. Yes, yes. And most people who, who say that and do that find the same results. So very good, Nikki. Thank you. Here's another thing. Uh, food-friendly items for the adrenal glands. Let's see, whole grains, non-starchy vegetables, lean proteins like fish, healthy fats like avocados and seeds. Magnesium-rich foods are important, which are dark leafy greens, uh, legumes. Those are high in magnesium. Cranberries. Uh, use natural herbs called adaptogens. Do you know what adaptogens are, Nikki? I've heard of those. What are they? Uh, there's stress balancing herbs. For instance, ashwagandha. You've heard of ashwagandha? Yep. Licorice root and mm-hmm. rhodiola. Rhodiola. So, I've used that ro- one before. There you go. Those are stress balancing herbs. So yeah. those are great for the adrenal glands. So those three especially. Get rid of caffeine. Get rid of sugar. Cutting down on those if you're having signs and symptoms of adrenal fatigue or Really, we should all get rid of them out of our diet completely because they're not good for us in any way, shape, or form other than we thinking that caffeine, it wakes us up, but it really is dragging us down over time. I I always find it funny. There's a Starbucks near where I work, and there's a grocery store there I'll stop into now and then, and there is a line all the way around the parking lot for uh, Starbucks uh, to the point of blocking people's way and getting through because there's so many cars waiting in line, so... There's no end to the amount of uh, coffee. And then you think about what Starbucks offers you. You don't just get the caffeine. They load it up with sugar as well. Sugar and salt. (laughs) All the stuff your body doesn't need, they're giving you. But your body's craving it. And a dopamine rush from your brain when you partake of these things. And so your body craves it. It's an Mm. addiction, not just with the caffeine, but with the sugar. Here's another one. Drink more water. We never drink enough. Dehydration is another ill effect on both the adrenal glands and the kidneys. Uh, do, do you drink a lot of water, Nikki? I tend to drink about half my body weight, I think, in ounces. Good. And that, you must have read the material, because that's exactly what uh, the research shows. Uh, you should drink oh. at least your, your half your body weight in ounces of water a day. I'm, you hit it on the nose. I'm doing this um, audiobook adventure thing for narrating audiobooks, and uh-huh. we have vocal health pack. 
and it talks about drinking half your body weight. So yeah, it's fresh in my mind, I guess. Yeah, and that seems to be the standard at the moment. They're always kind of changing things up over time with new research and often comes out, but today that appears to be the standard. Foods to avoid. Let's just mention that here as we get to the end, and then we'll talk, so we'll talk a little bit about the detox. White sugar, white flour, salty snacks, dairy can be a big issue for people too. Uh, those can be inflammatory. Uh, say I always like to, to have a glass of milk at night before bed, and there's calcium in that. It helps you sleep. I also know that dairy increases mucus levels. Uh, often tend to have more mucus uh, in the throat, the sinuses, when I have too much dairy. Soda and alcohol. Those we've talked about before. Those are the things to cut out in your list. So white sugar, white flour, salty snacks, dairy, soda, and alcohol. Get rid of all those things completely. Bunny, you were talking about the dairy. Um, my daughter, Kelsey, and her friend, Nate, he's like six foot two, and she's, of course, like five feet tall, maybe five one at the most. He was saying, well, maybe if you drink more dairy, like more milk growing up, because I drink milk all the time. and But she has such a like a mucus production when she drinks dairy that it's like miserable. So yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know if that would help me. Well, with, you know, those things. Not to get off topic, but uh, one of the problems with the milk we drink today, if you're getting it straight from the cow raw and unpasteurized, your body would utilize those things and she probably would not have those ill mucus effects. Most of those mm. mucus effects are caused by the fact that it's been pasteurized, all the good stuff's been killed. Of course, you know, they say you got to pasteurize it to kill the bad stuff. Well, yeah, I suppose if, if it's a dirty environment where the milk, where the cows are given milk, then that's a concern. But as a whole, raw milk is far better for you and healthy for you. And the main thing you want out of that milk is the calcium. And unfortunately, after it's been pasteurized, you've now lost the enzymes that help dissolve the, the calcium in the milk to be so you can utilize the calcium. Uh, now, I still believe you're, you are utilizing some of that calcium. Um, I've had very hard bone and, and teeth. I haven't had a cavity since I was 19. Wow. But, uh, yeah, and I used to drink a lot of milk. I try to get most of my calcium now, though, from just taking supplements. Uh, calcium lactate is the best because that's what's converted to your by your body into calcium uh, bicarbonate, which is what the body utilizes the best. So you don't want to take calcium bicarbonate, but you want to take the lactate, which then is converted by the body, which is most health, health most healthy there. So mm. we kind of got sidetracked there. but uh, So people have misconceptions about milk and its benefits. body can still use it, but it can also mess you up. So yeah, I would say uh, Kelsey needs to get her... Uh, Calcium, calcium through supplements rather yeah. than through the milk. And is is there more to that relationship than just friends? <laughs> Not much more. Oh, okay. <laughs> Something going on there after you moved to Atlanta. She found a boyfriend, but not not the case yet, huh? <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit about the cleanses, and we'll go. Here's some of the things, the foods that one can eat and do to help clean the kidneys and benefit the adrenal glands at the same time. Apple cider vinegar prevents oxidative stress on the kidneys, increases levels of antioxidants in the body, balances blood sugar, reduces blood pressure. So it contains citric acid, which dissolves kidney stones. Fre oh. Yes, uh, frequent intake of apple cider vinegar, vinegar also flushes out toxins from the kidneys. Recommended to have a little little apple cider vinegar. Take a shot of apple cider vinegar each day. Sounds like a good thing to do. Do you use apple cider vinegar? I have a big bottle of it, and I know um, in Jake's nutritional consult with Ing Dr. Ingrid, she had recommended the apple cider vinegar because he sometimes has some 
kidney stuff if he, I don't know, he just has weird reactions to certain things. And she mentioned the apple cider vinegar, but I haven't started it. I have a big bottle of it, but I don't know really, do you just like pour it in a shot glass with water or what do you do? Yeah, if, it, if it's hard for him to drink it straight because it doesn't taste so great. <laughs> um, and kids probably have a harder time with it than adults and taking it. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't like to water things down, but if, if you need to, better that way than not at all. I would just give him a tablespoon or shot glass size amount of it. Whenever he's having problems or giving it to him daily, he's not going to hurt him either. It's good for you. Next one, lemon juice. Lemon juice. A lot of people know about the benefits of lemon juice. Lemon juice, I think, is in uh, Beyonce's detox. <laughs> <laughs> so lemon juice is naturally acidic and increases citrate levels in the urine, discouraging the formation of kidney stones. Lemon juice f- helps filter the blood, flushes out waste and other toxins. Taking it daily, so I mean, I, I like to put, I haven't been doing it daily, but I like to try to drink more water, but to be honest, I, I find water very boring, so throwing a slice of lemon in there, or squeezing a little lemon in there always helps me, and, and it looks mm. like uh, uh, it's also good for the kidneys in that mm-hmm. process, and helping to uh, reduce stone formation, and helping to, to dissolve calcium oxalate crystals, which is what one of the things that the makes up the stones. Another way you can do it is combining lemon and olive oil. Helps if you've got stones, drinking lemon and olive oil together is thought to help with the passage of stones. Um, If you're passing a stone, mix up the lemon lemon and olive oil as far as a combination of doing that. Leave it up to you, but I would say depending on how much olive oil you can actually take down, but if you can do a tablespoon of each at a time, great. One of the flushes we have you're drinking a uh, quarter cup of uh, olive oil, uh, and I've downed that straight many times. It, it's pretty oh. gross the first few times, but after a while, it just goes down, and you don't think about it. So oh those things are helpful and to pa- help helping to pass kidney stones. Do you like watermelon, Nikki? I do a lot. I yeah. love watermelon. Well, and and it's not always in season, but watermelon acts as a mild diuretic. Have you ever eaten watermelon and had to go to the bathroom? That's one of the reasons. Helps hydrate and cleanse the kidneys. It contains lycopenes, which uh, help improve cardiovascular health, which we're going to talk about in the next podcast. So add watermelon to your heart and lung benefit. Uh, Watermelon also has large quantities of potassium salts, which help regulate the acidity of the urine and prevent stone formation. Eating watermelon regularly is great for kidney health. Next one, pomegranates. You like pomegranates? They're kind of a pain to eat, but they are good for you. Um, Breezy just got one, and it was the process for sure. The juice was everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> can be very messy, depending on what you're trying to do. We just, you know, they grow all over the place here. We used to live in a house that had a tree in the back and had tons of them on it. So oh. we ate them all the time, but they can be a little bit of a pain. We just break them out and eat the seeds with with that. But buying the juice is uh, much easier, I suppose, if you're trying to just get some... Get some in you, but it's high in potassium uh, and helps with the removing of stones. So if you've got stones, drinking pomegranate juice can be beneficial. Potassium mm. lowers the acidity of the urine, prevents stone formation, uh, acts as astringent, and curtails the formation of crystalline uh, minerals, and helps flush the kidneys and waste from the kidneys. Pomegranate juice. Got uh, three more here. Uh, okay. Basil. Do you uh, put basil, use it as an herb, or you sprinkle it on your food? Ever? Yes. But, yeah. So mm-hmm. Considered an effective diuretic, so it causes you to urinate more frequently while taking it. it. Helps the removal 
of kidney stones. So taking basil when you uh, have stones can also be beneficial. So if you're having issues with stones, those are a concern. Uh, lowers levels of uric acid in the blood and improves kidney health. Also, basil can also act as a painkiller. So if you're suffering from uh, pain, especially due to the stones, uh, taking uh, basil as an herb, dried basil, or eating the basil leaves can be helpful. Date. Yes. Dates. Uh, where I live now, sorry you're gone, but uh, living in <laughs> Southern California, not far from the date capital of the world, Palm Springs and Palm Desert, California, Used to live there and and, uh, see the date trees, and I still like to eat dates, but dates are very good for you. But here's a process. Here's a little different way of taking the dates, which I've never done. It says dates, soak dates for 24 hours. They're effective at dissolving and flushing out kidney stones. So dates are another one special in helping to get rid of the kidney stones. In fiber, they reduce the risk of stones. They're high in magnesium, which are also helpful in cleansing the kidneys. Dandelions. Do you have dandelions growing in your yard? No. Oh, we need to plant some. (laughs) They grow like weeds out here. Unfortunately, I think all the dandelions out here have been sprayed with pesticides because nobody likes them in their yard. But they're very healthy for you. Dandelion, organic dandelion greens, or even the roots help to cleanse the kidneys. Dandelions are considered a kidney tonic. They stimulate bile production to improve digestion, minimize the waste reaching the kidneys. Those are a big one, you know, yeah. and you can get those things in the health food store or grow your own in your backyard. I've yeah. had the tea before. Yep, you can buy the tea. So yeah. in the tea bags, and that's probably the simplest way to get it, just get the tea. Yeah. Uh, but you're having problems or if you're having any of those symptoms of, of kidney or adrenal issues, dandelion, cranberry juice. Here's some other ones, cranberries, uh, drink, you've probably heard of that before, drink cranberry juice. Cranberry yes. juice is good for the urinary tract. Um, helps with urinary tract infections, uh, helps remove the calcium oxalates that we talked about before. Beets, beet juice contains uh, betaine, which increases urine acidity, preventing the buildup of, again, the uh, calcium oxalates. So it helps reduce the chance of stones. So eat lots of beets. I can't stand beets. I've always hated beets from a child. Uh, I love Now, now the, the cooked beets, the raw beets, beet juice I can, I can do, but... Uh, can't stand to eat beets. You know, you have beets, at, sliced cooked beets at Thanksgiving and Christmas and as a kid. Oh, I, I think they're so good. Oh. Like steamed beets with salt and butter. Oh, so yummy. Well, I'm proud of you, Nikki. Um, <laughs> and, and, and my mother was always disappointed in me for that. So, um, oh And so was my wife. So anyway, um, I have to take it raw. And it's probably healthier for you, Raw, anyway. I think, um, yeah, you're probably doing the better thing. Here's a few other things just to end here. Uh, this segment, uh, coconut water, cucumber juice, and cherries. Those are all helpful in uh, benefiting your kidneys. So do you drink coconut water? That's become very popular these days. I've uh, put that in smoothies before. Yeah, coconut water, cucumber juice, and cherries. I love to eat lots of cherries when they're in season. So that's good for the kidneys and the, and the adrenal glands. Any questions? I think we've covered the bases. I've enjoyed going over these things. Any final comments? I was going to say, we did a bunch of uh, juicing of cucumbers um, like a year or two ago. And that it's a different type of juice and it tastes, you know, fine. It's refreshing. I always felt very hydrated when I had the cucumber juice for some reason. I just felt like my whole body was hydrated. You know, like sometimes you get like dry lips or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know why. The cucumber juice always just really nourished my body. Yep, and there's minerals in there, and those are all helpful to to the whole process of 
the function of your blood, your kidneys, your adrenal glands. I recommend, and you see it more commonly in restaurants too, where they'll uh, every now and then I'll see someone uh, slice up a cute couple of cucumbers and throw it in the water and can add lemons, cucumbers. I mean, a lot of people are putting berries into their water now. So all those things are good and healthy for you. Here we go. That was a, that was a great, great, um, podcast, Dr. Cal. I mean, I think the adrenal glands and the kidneys are, you know, uh, something that we all need to get educated on because it's such a common, you know, we have symptoms of these glands. Like they're so common, the adrenal fatigue and the kidney stones and, just kidney infections. There's just so much we can do for it. It sounds like there's so many different foods you can eat, you know, to help clear them up. I'm amazed at all the different things you listed off. The apple cider vinegar, the kidney beans, the different fruits, watermelon, pomegranate, beets, coconut water. There's so much you can do. Yes, they should all become a regular part of your weekly diet. Yeah, those are like just detoxifying foods. Absolutely. Yeah. A way of life. So yeah, I really, really learned a lot today. Wow. Great. Thank you. Me too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Always learning things, right? And you forget yeah. things so easily sometimes. Yeah, it's just a great reminder to think, oh, okay, I can add that in here and there. And it's just, you know, a healthy way of life, which is what you're so good at teaching here. Well, happy to do it. Happy to be here. I really enjoy it and enjoy having you on the show as being such a great host too. And Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening, and join us next week when we drop our podcasts on Tuesdays. All right, great. Bye, Nikki. All right. Okay, thanks, Dr. Cal. Bye-bye, everybody.